The 630 Chad Afternoon News with Jaylen Nye. Weekdays at 2 on 630 Chad. All right, Chadville. So here's the deal. You get out of a relationship, you start a new one, and hope beyond hope it will be different from the last one. Well, not likely. That's according to new research from the University of Alberta. An eight-year study of over 500 people showed that after the glow of the honeymoon phase has faded, they pretty much had the same dynamics in new partnerships as in past broken relationships. Dr. Matthew Johnson is a U of A relationship researcher, and he's one of the lead, or the lead author on this study. Dr. Johnson, welcome to the show. Hi, thanks. Okay, first off, as a, as a relationship researcher, does this mean that you have all of the answers? <laughs> you have all of the answers when it comes to all of those tough questions in a relationship. I wish I did. You and have- my wife probably wishes I did too. <laughs> you haven't quite figured it all yet out out just yet either, huh? Nope, I'm muddying along with it just like everyone else. So this new research, I, I first when I read it, I'm like, well, you're kind of dashing hopes all over the place here that once if you get out of one relationship and you're hopeful that the next one's going to be different, that is not really different. Tell us about this research. Yeah, I mean, that was our, our interest here is just understanding do partnerships differ from one another? Certainly, when we start a new relationship, we're not looking to necessarily recreate the patterns of a past relationship. Um, but yeah, to the extent to which that happens or not, that's what we're interested in, in looking at. So we studied individuals in two relationships and looked at the changes within the end of one partnership and then the beginning of another partnership. And we found eventually, kind of after that honeymoon period, um, things do stabilize in a new partnership at about the level they were at in their prior relationship on a variety of relationship dynamics. Things like how happy they were with the relationship and with their sex life, um, the amount of conflict they had with their partner, the extent to which they opened up and communicated with their partner, those things tended to be stable. Not all of them were stable, though. Some were a couple different, weren't they? That's right, yeah. The amount of sex (laughs) couples had, that increased in the second relationship. And then um, the sense that your partner was appreciative of you and expressed admiration for the things that you did, that also increased in the second Uh, relationship. And were you able to figure out the reasons why? those increased in the second relationship? Yeah, I mean, those things are explicitly interpersonal. They rely directly on the behavior of your partner. Um, So, yeah, the extent to which things that your partner has a say in, whether they have sex with you or whether they are appreciative of you, those things are most likely to change, but our perceptions of how happy we are, um, our our, um, conflicts that we have, those kinds of things tended to be to be more stable. So I, I guess part of me is is wondering that sooner or later, though, I mean, if everything just kind of ends up the same as the last one, or almost all of it ends up being the same as the last one, we eventually, for a lot of people, we end up, okay, saying, okay, we're going to stay with this person for the rest of our lives. Um, yeah. What is it that changes you know, changes not breaking up for, with the second person, although we broke up with the first person and things were pretty much the same. Yeah, I mean, I think people break up for a variety of reasons. Sometimes 
Um, it's because the relationship is bad, but sometimes it's because of our position in life or things that we mm. want out of life or there's a move or there's all sorts of things that go into a breakup. So um, ending a relationship is not synonymous with failure, mm. although in some cases certainly it is. So, yeah, in a new relationship, um, recreating similar patterns, that might not necessarily be a bad thing. Um, but regardless of whether, you know, it was a uh, bad circumstance in the failed relationship, the ended relationship, or not such a bad circumstance, um, we remain the same. Uh, so what we bring to the table, our experiences, our personality, our preference for how we communicate and handle conflict, all of those things stay consistent across partners. And so because of that, we have an equal say in uh, creating relationship hmm. dynamics. So, so should should bring we, about the same things. Should we be taking a closer, when a relationship then breaks up, should we be taking a closer look at ourselves and and really, you know, doing an evaluation and trying to make changes to bring into, into a new relationship then? Absolutely. Yeah, hmm. if you do want things to be different in the next relationship, that's the first place um, you've got to look, is at yourself. Many people, when a relationship ends, it's an unpleasant experience, and we want to put that in the rearview mirror as quickly as possible. So having, um, taking a reflection of our own role in, in that relationship and really identifying the things we did and the things that we can do differently in the future, I think would be a critical first step. One of the things that the study also showed was um, uh, people who tended to experience a lot of negative emotions um, fared um, not as well in their second relationships. Can you tell us about that? Yeah, so we, when we talk about stability across partnerships, that's on average people uh, tend to have stability. That on average is really important because there was diversity underneath of that average. Some people got better, some people got worse in their second relationship. And um, one of the most consistent predictors of change was um, that negative emotionality, that tendency to view the glass half empty, to um, you know feel depressed, feel anxious. Um, those people uh, who had more of that tendency took the breakup especially hard mm -hmm. um, and then carried that negativity on into their next relationship. And so things on average got worse for them, actually. Did, did you, did, and, and please, with all due respect, did you have to have do, do the study to, to know that? I think I, To me, that's kind of like, yeah, if you're negative all the time, that it might carry through in other parts of your life, right? Yeah, I mean, um, certainly it makes intuitive sense. Yeah. Um, but... Yeah, I think the power here is that we found that that negativity is really reinforced in the breakup and okay. it's not just negativity at all phases of life because that negative emotionality, it didn't have an influence at the start of a new relationship or as a new relationship was progressing. It was really concentrated in the breakup experience with uh, that first relationship, and then those people just never could rebound. Uh, okay, okay. Uh, before I let you go, uh, Dr. Johnson, curious to know, um, you know, having worked on this study and having looked at all of these couples over these years, um, is there any bit of advice that you that you that you dole out at the end of at the end of all of this for for those listening? Yeah, I mean, I think. Um, a key takeaway is that change is possible, but it's not inevitable. So 
if you're in a bad relationship or a relationship that ended just because you start new with a new person, it doesn't necessarily mean things are going to be different. Uh. Change takes effort. It, cha- it takes um, some insight, and uh, it's difficult. So try to learn from your mistakes and do things <laughs> differently in the future. Well, I think sometimes we just have to take an honest look. Right, you have to take an honest look at what's happened and be honest yep. with yourself uh, yep. before you can move on. Yep, you need that good friend to <laughs> kind of level with you. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Don't we all have one of them, uh, Dr. Johnson? Or wish we had one of them a little sooner, uh, Dr. Johnson? Thank you for joining me this afternoon. I appreciate this. Yeah, no problem. Take care now, Dr. Matthew Johnson, who's a relationship researcher at the University of Alberta. A couple of comments coming in following that last uh, discussion. Benjamin says, Jay, when me and my ex split, I wanted to make sure that I never ran into the same problems again. So I sat down and made a detailed list of parameters that any new partner would have to match. And if they didn't match it, then it was over. It was very successful. And I've been with my wife now for eight years and everything has been great. So sat down, said, okay, this, 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 we have to agree, blah, all these things. And uh, you have to check out, you have to check off all the boxes. What if they were only missing like one or two? You say no? And, yeah, and, and I, Benjamin, I'm thrilled that this has worked out uh, for you. But I think sometimes that if we stay too far within this, this box, that we might miss out something that's just over here, right? Um, but again, it worked for you, and that's all that matters. Uh, this is from Don. Jay, marriage is an overrated joke. Just means you have to pay more in personal income taxes, about $4,000 a year, and get less money when you retire and spend lots of it. Money, when you get divorced, let other people get married and have little people. That's from Don. Don texting in this afternoon. Yeah, you know what? Uh, and I've told you this. It was, uh, I waited a long time before I got married uh, the first time I was well, long time compared to all my friends, let me tell you. I was 30, 30 years old when I got married, 36 when I got divorced, uh, 42 when I got uh, remarried. Um, I didn't, didn't date a whole lot uh, in between the, the divorce and stuff like that. D- dating at, you know what, you guys, dating at uh, in, after a divorce, that's just a whole mess of mess uh it's 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 odd and it's awkward and um or at least it was for me anyway i tried the online dating thing and that sucked i know some of you've had great luck with it but yeah no didn't really work uh all that great and lucky enough when i met coach um that it was my friends and and my mom who were adamant adamant that I I, uh, I give him my number to the point where, um, well, he had sent a drink over to me in a restaurant. Okay. Uh, there's a long story that goes with this, but I'm going to make it very short. I went over and thanked him afterwards. And as we were leaving, I was there with my best girlfriends and my mom. My mom, it was the very first time she'd ever been in Edmonton. I'd lived here for 10 years. She'd never visited. My mom shows up with my girlfriends. And uh, I go over to uh, Jim, and I didn't know it was Jim at the time, but I I thanked him. We talked a little bit, left. But then as uh, we were leaving, 
the waiter that we had, the waiter that we had, um, my friends grabbed him. That waiter is now my stepson. <laughs> um, and uh, my friends just, you know, peppered him with, with questions. It was like the Spanish Inquisition. And they're like, Jay, you need to give this guy your number. You need to give me your number. I'm like, nope. He knows where to find me. He knows where to find me because he did. He knew where I worked. Uh, we got to the car and my mom, um, my mom said, Jay, you really need to give this guy your, your number. And I said, well, mom, if you want him to have my number so much and you can go give it to him. And I gave her my business card, put my uh, cell phone number in the back. and She snapped it out of my hand and she trotted back into the restaurant. And I can just remember she got a big teased out hair and she had like a bedazzled jean jacket on and walks back into the restaurant and taps on his shoulder and says, uh, I'm her mom. We met a little while ago. Take my daughter out, but you be nice to her. And that is how it started. And then you start to think about, okay, well, what about, you know, the, those relationships you had in there? Sometimes you're, you know, once bitten, twice shy, right? You date a little bit, it didn't work out very well. Or you maybe dated someone who was like completely off the charts. And you're like, oh, I don't want to do this again. But you take, took a chance. It was the best thing that I ever did. Absolutely best thing I've ever done. Um, Sebastian says... Marriage is when young uh, often don't work because you don't know yourself. So how can you expect somebody else to know you? Once older, you know yourself and know what you want, which results in successes in marriage. And you know what, though, Sebastian, I bet you there's a number of people listening right now that would say, no, I'm going to call BS on that one, too, because you know what? My parents met when they were 16 or 17 years of age, and they've been married for 55, 60 years. For 55, 60 years. Now, having said that, maybe I've grown up with different thoughts on separation and divorce. I get that. But I think that there are some, uh, you know, relationships out there that started very young. And yeah, it's tough but have, have gone on to do very, very well. And others, you know, hey, I was 30 years old. I thought I knew what I wanted. Obviously, I didn't because we we ended up on the complete separate page. Uh, you know, having remarried at 42 um, and and Coach being, I think, five years older than I, mm, yeah, five-ish years older than me. Um, you know, we both knew at that point then, okay, what we wanted moving forward and we've worked towards that, which has been... Uh, Smoky Lake, best thing you've done so far. No, best thing I've ever done. The best thing that I've ever done. And, you know, uh, personally, relationship-wise, yeah. And I, I hope that I hope that there's more people out there that uh, can say that, uh, you know, meeting that spouse, meeting that person that, you've, uh, that you're living with is the best thing that you've ever done. This one says, you know, got married at 23. Uh, hasn't always been easy, but 20 years strong this year. Good on you. Um, David says, can you share how your mom and friend's new coach was a suitable match? Um, from what I've been told, they just had a gut feeling. They had an absolute gut feeling uh, about it. There was just something about him. And there was just something. <laughs> Listen, and I break out into this big smile. And there was just something about him. Yeah. I uh, got married at uh, 18. Been married 40 years now. Again, hasn't been easy but worth it my uh my brother's parents uh parents-in-law uh in-laws they got married when they were 16 and 17 they're coming up to what 60 years of marriage now some 50 years of marriage now it's crazy